0: For a lot of people, you know, video is something that takes a lot of work to get a return on, whereas I think you should make one video for one viewer and get the quickest return you can pretty much ever get, whether that might be through appearing on a podcast like
1: this, um, or,
0: you know, trying to generate some business.
1: In most cases, when producing video to grow a business, we're focused on getting the most eyeballs, right? If we can make a video and get the most amount of people to see it, then surely we'll get enough people taking the desired action. But what if we looked at this whole strategy with a different mindset and aim to produce not one video to be seen by many, but rather many videos, each designed to be seen by just one. This is episode 168 of the Engage Video Marketing Podcast. Let's roll the intro. This is the Engage Video Marketing Podcast, helping you engage your ideal audience to action through online video. I'll be bringing you the absolute best in the world of video marketing, content creation, storytelling, and marketing strategy, as together we grow to dominate online video and build profitable businesses. I'm your host, Ben Amos. Now let's get on with the show. G'day guys, welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Ben Amos from Engage Video Marketing, and I'm here to help you engage your ideal audience to action through effective video strategy. This episode is brought to you by Vidyard's screen recording and video creation tool. And if you haven't yet got this in your toolkit, you're going to want to listen closely. You see, Vidyard helps you create engaging presentations for clients, onboard new customers, keep your teammates in the loop and more, all with the power of video. Whether you already have videos or you're just getting started, Vidyard is the fastest way to use video for your business. You get unlimited video hosting and creation and you can then easily add videos to your website or emails with just a few clicks of the Chrome, Gmail, or the Outlook extension. Plus Vidyard plans never contain in video ads, so your content gets seen by your intended viewer without distraction. To start using Vidyard today for free, Go to engagevideomarketing.com slash vidyard and sign up. There's no credit card required. It's 100% free. Just go to engagevideomarketing.com slash vidyard. That's V-I-D-Y-A-R-D. Okay, so what is the goal of an effective business video? Well, as you've heard me say many times before, ultimately, I believe its goal is to move someone to take some sort of action. Now, usually we use video in marketing in a one-to-many format, one video, lots of viewers and ideally lots of action taken after viewing. And of course, we can consider video as a highly effective one-to-one communication tool as well. In fact, I dove deep into that last episode in episode 167, so if you didn't listen to that yet, make sure you do. So that's where one video is intended for one recipient and the message is received. But as you'll hear in today's show, my guest today believes that there is a middle ground here. There's a real value to be found in producing with good planning and high production value, one video destined for one person. In fact, it's exactly this approach that Ed used to pitch himself to me to be on today's show. So my guest today is Ed Lawrence, founder of Business Film Booth, He's a video marketer from the UK who's produced thousands of videos for businesses over the years. And now through his YouTube channel, he teaches people how to write, produce, present, promote, and edit videos more effectively. Throughout today's interview, I had myself a few aha moments, which I'm sure you'll recognize when they happen as you listen in. So I can't wait to get into today's show. But before we do, if you want to see the video that Ed shared to pitch himself to join the show, I've got it for you over on the show notes page at engagevideomarketing.com slash episode 168. I encourage you to go and check it out and see what Ed did there. Okay, are you ready? Let's get into my interview all about the power of one view with Ed Lawrence. Ed Lawrence, welcome to the podcast.
0: Thank you, Ben. Thank you for having me today.
1: Yeah, it's, it's great to have you on the show. So we're going to get into this, but the reason why... Having you on the show right now is exactly the reason that, or the the content that we're going to dive into today. And it's all around the power of reaching out and making connections with video, but I don't want to spoil our conversation. So we will get to that. But for people that haven't come across you before, Ed, tell us who are you and what's your story? So my name is Ed
0: and I own a production company in the UK. Video production company is about six and a half years old now. Um, I also do quite a bit of writing and presenting of content for other businesses. Um, so I write regular, I say regular, I'm trying to write more regular articles, but for a social media examiner, um, I also present, uh, the YouTube channel and build courses for a, a platform called influencer marketing hub, which is quite a large, uh, influencer marketing resource. Um, and I also own like a small animation business that helps YouTubers get more engagement on their content. So there's a bit of a mixed bag going on, but they pretty much all involve video in some way, shape or form.
1: Awesome, and how's how's the video production and, and business world in the UK right now? Just for people listening from all over the world, I know we're in all sorts of different places in the world of business right now. What's happening for you guys?
0: Well, I'd say it's um, it was horrific, but not as bad as I thought it was going to be. So a lot of the stuff we do is on location, which went. So you know, they say eighty percent of your business comes from twenty percent of your clients. That eighty percent vanished overnight. Um, but luckily, through our YouTube channel and the marketing we do, because people were at home and spending more time online, it meant they were watching more content. So that 80% almost got replaced with a whole new brand, uh, a whole new type of client that's giving us slightly different stuff that we can do, either remotely or uh, you know presenting things for them. So I wouldn't say we're thriving, <laughs> but I would say that um, I'm pleasantly surprised at the amount of people that suddenly started looking to video that maybe weren't before this happened and i think that's, that's really a sign of the way things are going
1: yeah absolutely i mean i'm i'm seeing that and hearing it from a lot of places too and it's not surprising right when you think about the massive and rapid adoption of video in various forms of communication that you know many people in business had, had never used before and that's something that i want to dive into into with you a little bit today is the idea of the changed perception of the role video plays in doing business. Can you, can you talk to that a bit? So from your perspective, like how do you feel that 2020 has has maybe changed the way that just corporate land business land is thinking about the role for video?
0: Uh, it's, it almost is the role, isn't it? it? It's everyone's video calling now. Everyone's doing conferences, all the live events. You know, Think of the exhibitions and things that businesses you plough hundreds of thousands of pounds into. They're all trying to shift it online, which means they cannot escape using video at all. Like, no matter how much they don't want to use it, yeah. <laughs> they've got to. So um, I think it's opened people's eyes to the things that make video tricky, but also the things that make it so wonderful and probably made them realize that actually they should have been doing this a long while ago. Um, I hope that's what they realize anyway.
1: Mm. So what do you think it is about, about video as a form of communication that makes it so powerful
0: from the side that we get involved in a lot, which is actually having people in front of the camera. It's the, the personal, the rapport building, the getting to meet another human. Um, and then there's also the storytelling element. you know, stories of, of, are powerful marketing tools, communication tools. They pull people in, keep them engaged. So no matter what kind of video, you know, even if you don't have people in it, it's, it's telling a story that gets the results. And then I personally think appearing in front of a camera and and being yourself and trying to do all the sort of good, the, do the things that, that in the good old days when we used to have face-to-face meetings digitally.
1: Yeah. I mean, I've said it a hundred times before is the idea that in business people buy from people, right? So at the end of the day, whether you're selling or just building communications uh, or relationships, I mean, um, you're doing that with another person and video is just one of the best ways to actually make that connection, whether it be for for marketing or just for one-to-one communication. And that's the reason why, you're actually on the Engage Video Marketing Podcast here today, Ed, because obviously, you know, there's a lot of value that we could unpack from you and your world and, and your knowledge around video content, video production, video marketing. But what really stood out to me was you reached out to me to get on this podcast with a a one-to-one video message, something that I've talked about plenty of times on the podcast as well. In fact, last episode, in episode 167, was all about one-to-one video messaging Asynchronous video messaging. So if you haven't heard that, go and listen to that. Tell us, Ed. Well, fill us in on on what you did. Like, what what was this video you sent to me, and and why? Sure. Okay. So it kind
0: of um, it started a while back, where I thought, well, like I can make videos. So um, and and in your, in your previous podcast, you spoke about using these online tools and platforms, like BombBomb, Vidyard, Zoom. Uh, uh, not Zoom. Oh, there's another one I forgot his name, <laughs> um, and they're great for sort of you know building the connection and keeping it personal. But what I've found is um, there is a novelty to them. So you get more and more now. Like when I take my car for a service they send me one saying that here's, here's the checks. And it's terrifying. You think, Oh, what's wrong with my car? They sent me a video and they that's say, good that's all right. I think no, that's, You're not seeing that.
1: I'm not hearing about that a lot. So that's good
0: for that. Oh, really? The oh, okay. Yeah. So, and you know, LinkedIn connections come in and people send me a video and it's great because it's nice and personal, but there's also an element of, um, the showmanship has kind of not necessarily there. And I think actually, there's a, there's a side to video where you can actually not only build a connection with someone, but make them feel special, make them feel like you've gone that one step further because you really want to communicate with them. And I don't think there's anything wrong with letting people know that you want to collaborate with them, work with them, have them as a client. And for a lot of people, you know, video is something that takes a lot of work to get a return on. Whereas I think you should make one video for one viewer and get the quickest return you can pretty much ever get whether that might be through appearing on a podcast like this um or you know trying to generate some business so simply for you um i noticed that you were reaching out for people to be on a podcast Um, i I, you know i'd seen the podcast for a while it'd been popping up all over the place (laughs) because i know quite a few people that have been on and i thought you know i'd love to get on on the podcast and, and and talk um which meant I needed to, because other people are going to reply, right? I don't know how many other people try and get on the show. I imagine it's quite a few now because you, you do seem to be all over the place. Yeah. Um, so I thought, well, I need to do something that makes me stick out. And I don't want to just be a form. I mean, I started writing a form and I'm like, I'm dyslexic. Writing is not, you know, it takes me a long time <laughs> to spell check everything. Um, what am I good at? Well, I, I can make videos. So um, I have a a, a a simple process, but it usually involves a proper camera, some lights, you know a proper mic, and writing a script, and some research into the person that I want to build a relationship with to try and take it a little bit further so you might have noticed in the one I sent to you i 'd researched a business I was talking about vlogpod um, and it 's just little things that you want to try and kind of drop in to make someone go Oh, how do you know that well oh, that 's interesting now because I, at time was not on my side. I didn't have enough time to dive that deep into Ben. <laughs> Ideally, I'd find something like, you know, a hobby or something along the lines that I could make a subtle reference to. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a tool that I've been using for a while now. And I kind of have like a, a process that I do every time. Um, um, it, it's taken from how companies who maybe pitch for say a 200 million pound contract, they go through these really uh, quite crazy pitching processes where they are researching the people who they pitch to. Um, They're using NLP in their writing to try and connect, uh, you know, uh, use words that, that resonate with them. And I was filming a course for a client on it and I thought oh, this is great. I can take some of this stuff and, and use it in video. so that's that's kind of what I did.
1: <laughs> okay I love it. And I love this strategy as well and I think as we unpack this in a really tactical way, which is where I want to go in this episode, hopefully the listener is able to start to see the power of this and how they can start to implement this themselves even if they're not as confident with producing video content as as maybe you and I are, Ed. But I think I just don't want to glaze over this, this thing that you mentioned before around the power of creating one video for one person, because I think when people think about video for the purpose of growing a business or attracting new business or getting a new client, we're thinking about marketing. We're thinking about one to many, right? We're thinking let's make some kind of advertising or a campaign or some kind of video that hopefully many of our ideal audience will see and enough of them will pay attention enough to then take the action we want them to take. Right. So that it actually returns on that investment for us. That's great. And that works, right. We know that, but what I love about what you're saying there is what if we flip that idea and we thought, well, let's instead get really targeted on who we want to convert, who we want to reach, do the research, you know, make that connection, figure out how to get in front of them and then produce one video for one person and make it so personal that that person just want, just has to take action with you. Right. That's I, love that that's, idea. That's the idea. I love it. I love it. <laughs> but I think the, the
0: problem is, and you're going to know this from, from your own production company. Um, and pretty much anyone knows this now. I think marketing has become incredibly complicated, not the actual idea of marketing, but the way that you do it. There's there's so many options. You know, Marketing automation is crazy. Let's just build a sales funnel that sends an email every few days to someone and then activates some ads. And then it, it's just mind-blowingly complicated. But it, the communication itself is very simple. It's just the idea of get your message in front of the right person. So a lot of people, you know, they have this fear of getting in front of the camera. And once they're over that, they suddenly realize it's crazy hard to sort of distribute their content without a big budget and the team and the right strategy and so on so anyone can do this because the strategy is the same for everyone find someone that you want to communicate with and (laughs) communicate with them and you can measure how well it works within a couple of days because you usually see a view has come in and then it's usually followed by an email Um, and that's it it's like okay i either got a return on my time or i didn't and It's pretty rare that you don't, if I'm honest. I've had a few um, not reply ever. Um, Most tend to, when they receive a a video of this nature, so I'll give you a recent example. I I pitched to someone, it wasn't a a, a very cold, Like just reached out to somebody who's never heard of me. They'd inquired, I really loved their brief and thought, I want to work with these people because it's quite rare that you get a brief that is absolutely... You know, nailed on to how exactly I would have said to them to do things. I thought, I don't want to let this slip. So, yeah, I sent them a a video after our initial call, talking through the brief. Included in that video was like, here's some testimonies from my clients, here's what they think, here's how I'd like to work with you, how I'd do it. Wrote it all up, put it in an email, and then I make a thumbnail image with my face on it, usually, and it will say like a message for uh, Ben in your case. Put that in the email. Um, which is linked, and they click it and go to the video. And the result was um, they sent it to their clients. I think it's got about 27 views, One, some in Dubai, some in uh, Ireland, around the UK. Two of their clients then got in contact because they were like, we want this. Um, this is We've not been communicated to like this before. And I thought, well, this has <laughs> been way better than planned. <laughs> yeah. um, but it's actually quite common that when you send this type of video to people, they share it whether or not it's around the office or with other people within their network, um, because they're usually very impressed that someone's gone through all the effort for them. And, and you, it's very hard to do that with a video on social media, because mm. the idea is to try and get as many views as possible. So it's, it's uh, you know, I, I think, I think the mindset is that's the opportunity because, you know, we could go viral or we could get t- tens of thousands of views or even a hundred, but how many of them are actually watching it and having an emotional response to it is always going to be questionable. So this, this works for anyone.
1: Yeah. So tell me if I imagine there's some people out there that are thinking, well, it's not scalable, right? Like, you know, we can't, we can't just be out there making one-to-one videos all day, every day. We've got business to run. Um, what would you yeah. say to people saying that this kind of approach is not scalable?
0: I'd say you're right, <laughs> but I'd also say there are ways to make it more scalable. So for example, I, I, in the middle of the video, I just spoke about used test client testimonials as part of the presentation. So you can have content ready to go that you add to it that is relevant to whatever you want to happen. But no, it's, it's not scalable. But then at the end of the day, is looking after your key accounts scalable? You know, if you've got a client bringing in 20% of your client in your, your entire business, why would you want to scale that element? Why would you not put everything you could into keeping them and making them spend more and maybe even referring you? And I think, you know, we're always looking for scalable things, but at the end of the day, I wouldn't risk automating something that meant so much to my business. I'd, I'd say, well, there has to be an element of using people somewhere along the line. We're not fully automated and robotic yet.
1: <laughs> yeah. I think, you know, just recognizing that there's all sorts of businesses with all sorts of, you know, types of products they're selling. And obviously I think the listeners can connect the dots here and work out where this makes sense, this kind of an approach. I mean, obviously, It's not going to make sense if you're selling a $5 widget, right? Um, At the end of the day to reach out and make that connection, but what's the lifetime value of a customer? And, you know, is this a way to attract new clients or new distributors if you're in that kind of space rather than an individual end sale, right? So I think this approach can apply in so many different ways in business.
0: Well, it's interesting because um, even if you are selling a $5 widget, you're still looking for brand partnerships, collaborations. You know, trying to get in there with larger distributors. Um, you might be looking for influencers, affiliates. This is the tool yeah. to then use with them. It's not necessarily all about the the sale. It's 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 trying to build a team of people in a personal way as well. So it's, it's multi multi faceted.
1: Hundred percent, love it. So we've talked the big picture. Let's get down into the tactical stuff. You said you have a a framework or a process or a structure that you undergo when you're planning one of these videos. Can you walk us through it? Yeah, sure. Um, so step, step one (laughs) is picking your target. So
0: target's not a very friendly word, uh, picking the person you'd like to communicate with. (laughs) Um, now this is, this is the important bit because you do have to put a bit of time and effort into this. You don't want to be focusing on someone that isn't worth your time or, um, isn't you know isn't someone you should really be building a relationship with it's, it's the basics it's it's having a hit list almost and saying like these are these are some people that I really want to reach out to now that could be completely cold they've never heard of you which is high risk and that is the sort of the one that I try to avoid a bit um, my girlfriend recently has success of it reaching out to a very large uh, brand and uh, for a partnership and that worked uh, but it was a foot in the door it was the start it wasn't like you know you know, it's worked together straight away. It's, you know, here's my marketing team. Here's the right people to put you in front of. Thank you so much for sending this. Mm. Um, it could be a key account, like I just mentioned, and it could be uh, just a lead that's come in. Like I said earlier, that you really liked what they had to say. And you're like, oh, I want to work with these people. I need to win this business. So using video from there. So that's, that's the first stage really. And then it's kind of research. So if without being creepy, it's not like you're going through their past history but in these videos, it's really nice to drop in subtle uh, like nods to things that they may or may not value. So when I did one of these pitches a while ago, um, the person I was sending it to, I found out they really liked a certain computer game. So halfway through my video, I stopped the video and was sitting at my PlayStation playing it and then sort of turned to the camera and I was like, oh, sorry, I got distracted. The, the new thingy has just come out and then went back to presenting. So it was kind of playful, but through my research, I knew that this person was really playful anyway, so there was lots of jokes and things I knew they'd appreciate. And of course, that was the first thing that got referenced when they replied. It was like, "Oh, it was great! I can't believe you, you played thingy," and, and so on. So, it's these little things that make it look like that you care more that that really make the difference without being creepy. Yeah. yeah. The, so you know, yeah. <laughs> that, that that is the balance. Yeah, and it kind of sounds a bit odd that one, but the, you know, the start of the video for that, I. I I'm talking about um, smelly gym socks I have a box and some gym socks because I used a metaphor and it kind of tied in with everything to make that work is you don't want to just suddenly go, oh here you like football, <laughs> <laughs> you know? Um, so you could say, okay, they support Man United. Maybe we could tie in a creative way to get Man United into the conversation here or make a playful joke about how, you know, we're, we're uh, Liverpool fans and we don't, we don't get on sort of thing. Um, so just something to create that rapport Um uh, and, and, and find out a bit about their personality. And then once the research stage is done, I write. So I'm not the sort of person that can just get in front of a camera and talk. I can't stay on topic. I slow down. I dither. When I go in front of the camera, I am a sort of a caricature of myself. Um, it helped me get over the, the sort of fear of the camera and the nerves, knowing that someone else steps in front of the camera, not me. I just let them do their thing. And that means writing. So I write it word for word and I put it on a teleprompter and then my character presents and, and, and takes over. Um, so within that, I like to try and start with the problem. So if it is a pitch, it's often like, here's the problem, that the, you know, here's, the, here's, the, here's, the, here's the status quo, here's my solution, how you know this will help, whether or not it's reaching out to someone like yourself for a podcast, uh, whether or not it's trying to win business. It is, it's a pretty simple format problem solution and it's the same in marketing really in a lot of a lot of content and so on and then there may be a call to action now you don't want to ram a call to action down their face if they are super cold never heard of you because it's like you know you know what it's like on linkedin where someone sells you something straight away you could have the best video in the world if it still ends with a so do you want to buy this (laughs) (laughs) or not you've blown it so really the call to action Often for me it's like look, if you like what I have to say, just just reply and we'll have a chat, we'll sort out of a zoom, something like that. It's just it's, it's it's the start of a relationship, not the you know, the, the finishing move where you're getting people over the line. Yeah. And then yeah. there's another tool called Crystal Nose. Have you ever heard of this? No. Definitely. Um okay, so Chris Chris this is a bit creepy. Um Crystal Nose, this is a this is what I picked up from this company that pitches for come for other companies. It actually, sounds like <laughs> it does crystal knows you would find this person's email address and you would put it in and it would take all the data from them online that it has and work out how to communicate with them using certain words so some people are more emotional so uh, some people are more visual and so on so I, I might write how do you see this panning out or how do you feel this would work so you can actually change the way that you present things which should resonate more with them, subliminate. <laughs> now, um, there's a free version and a paid one. You can actually get it in a plugin to Chrome and every email you write, it will be like, "No, nah, we advised you talk to Steve in this way instead. And it just helps build this sort of communication. That's, up that-
1: that's fascinating. Is, does it give you suggestions of how to change the, the sentence structure or the words you're using, or does it just say you probably, you need to be more friendly or, or more serious yeah. or
0: no, I haven't used it for a little while because it started to creep me out. <laughs> and I was just like, this is like, I don't know how I feel about this, but I, I always tell people about it because it just shows you what's going on out there. And again, this, this company recommended it. And I, and I know that they, they pitched some massive contracts and it's a big part of what they do. So yeah, it would suggest like, um, here's the sort of words that you should be using this person, almost like a a profile, you know, with like, this is this person's personality type something, And you know, it is taken off the internet, so it might not be one hundred percent accurate. But what's quite cool is at least it gives you something to aim at. And at the end of the day, if you say feel instead of see, you know, it's not <laughs> like you're going to lose the business. But it really does take it to the next level. Um, whether or not how com- you know how comfortable you feel with doing that, it's up to you. Um, I'd say check it out anyway. It's it's quite amusing to look at. So yes. that's, that's that's the writing side to it, and then the next side is the production. So Actually, the shortest bit um, and probably the, the quickest bit is is shooting. So I have an um, old battered Sony A6500, which you can pick up in the UK now for about £800 or something. Um, I have a kit lens on it. Um, or So the lens itself actually came with the camera when I bought it. I have a very cheap ring light from Amazon, which is a pillowcase on top of it. And that sits next to me. Um, just to diffuse it. And I have a microphone that is, um, well, I'm using a sort of condenser, sort of podcast style microphone now, but you could use anything like a little lav that you clip on. The point is, it's not a webcam and it's not an iPhone. And really, uh, this is, I don't know if you've noticed this, people just love the blur when it d- a camera. It's all about the depth of field. That's it. It's like everyone is impressed by blur. I remember Straight away they this. say,
1: wow, it just looks so much better than a webcam. Yeah, it,
0: mm. it does. Um, but also what, what tends to happen is when people shoot on phones, it's too convenient. It's almost like, I'll just pull this out and shoot it now. And they forget that actually the lighting and the sound is the biggest part of it. And the visuals is kind of the last thing to get right. So it's an expense. Now, I think most people could probably get a, a, a setup that worked for about a thousand pounds. So that'd be about three thousand uh Oz. Yeah, probably just under that. Yeah. yeah, and about two thousand US dollars. So um yeah, th- there's a cost to it. You can do this, of course, with your iPhone and so on, but I'd say the sound and the experience you want here is premium. This is needs to look like you're the person that goes further than anyone else. Um and then I'd recommend getting an auto cue as well that goes on the lens just to keep you nice and uh you know on target so you don't ramble um and then once that's done edit it's it's not a complex edit um i i try and add you know other bits of presentations maybe i might try and add stock video i might add i might shoot some stuff specifically for it to make it more entertaining um or it might be a case of even just screen grabs and showing people results and stats and things like that so that's another thing that adds to the whole experience and makes it feel a bit more premium. And then I mentioned this before the thumbnail. So when you go through all of this effort, you've got to make sure they open it. And I tend to send these via email. So you need their email address, obviously. And what I do is I structure it. So as soon as they open their email, there's a a rectangular image. It's got my face on it. That may hinder open rates. (laughs) I'm not sure. Um, And there's a message underneath it. uh, Hi, Dan. I've uh, just made this video for you. I'd love for you to check it out. Um, but I will also write up the email as well because I want them to read maybe slightly more details or I might put other information in the written email, but I do both. And I, I know that's really appreciated because that's the feedback I've had. It's like, wow, you filmed it. And then you you um, you wrote it down so we could quickly reference it. Um, so yeah, the thumbnail image is there. It says, hi, Dan. It would say like, yeah, sorry, a video message for Dan, have a play button on, they click it and it takes them to wherever you host your videos. So for you, I just used YouTube, made it unlisted. And then you just sit and wait for the zero view to turn into one. <laughs> you know, it's
1: been watched. <laughs> it was only sent yeah. to one person. Look, I, I love I, that. I, uh, thanks for breaking that down. Um, I just want to go back to the production side of things, because I know for the listeners of this podcast, they they have the capability to produce video in many cases, whether they're a video production company or whether they're video marketers or, you know, people listening to this podcast understand how to make video and how to make video look good. I think though the problem with this sort of thing is overcomplicating things. You know, like you mentioned how you're keeping things simple, like using some old gear that you had that has the appropriate quality. It's still got that beautiful depth of field and, but I think when it comes, when it comes to like people who have the ability to produce great video content, they can be like, okay, so to do this, we're going to have to rig up the studio. We're going to have to get out the red camera. We're going to have to, you know, light it perfectly. And then they just don't do it. right? So, I mean, that's, we know that's overkill, right? But do you recommend that having something that's kind of permanently set up that you're happy with the background that you can just flick a few switches and you're ready to go even if it might be slow slightly lower quality than what that person normally produces in other in other cases
0: yeah so that's what i have behind my computer i just have the a6500 set up um it's plugged into a Camlink, so i can just see i can use the whole screen as a monitor i have you know notes and stuff there um again the mics the, the mics just just right in front of it and, and it's a tiny little space that i'm using um because a lot of people don't necessarily have that much space in their office. So what you've got to remember is if they are, if they have seen videos like this before, the quality of the production quality is usually significantly lower. And still, what you know, it, it, I think people forget when they're in production, people aren't looking when they watch a video like this going, Oh wow. The skin tones have been remarkably graded. <laughs> you've got the <laughs> warmth in them and so on. Whereas you might be, and you think, Oh, this can't go out perfect. Most people are looking at it going, Oh, wow. You know, this looks great. And you know, there's, there's some, maybe put some, uh, I just use one light, you know, I have it size, size it's a slightly moodier look. Um, again, that, that helps. So if you want to go all out attack because this person's worth so much, then by all means do it. But, um, otherwise, yeah, keep, keep it simple and, and focus on the research and the message maybe more than you would on flying around with gimbals and <laughs> cranes and so on.
1: I think, That's great advice. It's keep it simple enough so that you actually do it rather than using that as an excuse not to do it. So great advice there. You you also mentioned there the the platform that you use to distribute or share this video. Uh, You used, for example, uh, YouTube as an unlisted video. You just sent the link with obviously the thumbnail as well as you suggested. Do you recommend other platforms or other ways of getting this video to your recipient? So perhaps it's more trackable.
0: Yeah, sure. So, Wistia, um, if you use that, um, that's what I was using. Uh, in fact, I do use that depending on what business I'm using, um, representing, um, because one of them is more about YouTube than anything else. So, Wistia is quite good because it will show you the exact viewer retention rate, the IP address. If you already have your email in your system, you can actually see the exact email address of the person that's watching it. And you can put these really cool clickable app, call to actions. Throughout it uh, or in it, so it's like you know booking a call with me at the end, click it, and so on, so Wistia is pretty good for that, and again that does sort of there's 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 less danger of it suddenly getting sent to the wrong hands, though you can shut things down with YouTube, unlisted still isn't quite. On its own unique hidden url it's still youtube at the end of the day um, and it also does mean you could accidentally hit publish <laughs> rather than you know unlisted and if you've got a following you don't want to blast out private content to them so Wisty is one um, i mean i mean you might be able to do this on um vidyard as well in a way yeah. i'm not sure if you yeah. can hook up your own cameras to it i'm assuming that you can Um, but yeah, that could be another platform that you, you try and do it on as well.
1: Yeah. So we do this same approach with Vidyard, um, both Wistia Vidyard, I think are great tools for this. Um, I think what's important here and and why I mentioned that is I think the easy option is of course, uh, YouTube, you know, you can see that view count tick over to one, um, and you, you can probably get some value from looking at the, the individual, analytics from that one view, or maybe it's been viewed multiple times. Well, the problem is, is that you don't really get the depth of information to really understand, I think, how engaged that prospect was. So I think if Mm. you're using this as a strategy um, moving forward, I I think using one of these tools that you mentioned there um, is probably a a great way to go about it. But again, don't let the tech or the platform that you're using stop you from doing it, you know? Like you don't need to sign up to one of these platforms when you've, when YouTube's free, you know? Like just to start trying the first one or two of these, right? Would you agree?
0: Yeah, definitely. I think on Wister you get three for free, um, which isn't very generous.
1: <laughs> no, I, <laughs> but, I haven't checked for a while, but yeah, there, there is a free plan with a number of videos, so you can try it out for sure.
0: Yeah, um, if you and- want to.
1: Vidyard's, Vidyard's screen recorder and and video plugin, uh, is unlimited number for free, but there is a restricted amount of analytics you can get, but you can still see when your prospect has watched your video and all that sort of powerful stuff. That's awesome. So before we wrap up here, um, I do have one more thing that I want to dive into, but before we do like, is there anything else that you want to just let people know if they're going to start implementing this, they're going to start doing it, maybe things to look out for, things not to do, or big problems that you've had or mistakes you've made that you're like, I'll never do that again, or anything else you want to leave us with on that?
0: Yeah, no, I've not had a negative experience yet. But I think what you need is confidence and you kind of have to trust this is going to work. Because if it goes three or four days and you haven't heard from them, you start to question yourself and you've seen they've watched it and you think oh, I feel like a bit of a fool now because um, <laughs> you think, you know, I put it out and they didn't like it and they didn't even message me sort of thing. But what I found is that you usually get a reply. So you just have to trust. And if you don't, by all means, message them again. Did you see this sort of thing? Often when that's happened, they've gone, oh, we've loved it. Um, I've been meaning to get in touch for a more in-depth chat, but I just haven't had the time yet. So that that would be the one thing to look out for. And I think, you know, you want to feel confident in your message too. So spend that time on the writing, make sure that works and then make sure your your delivery, especially if you're not used to being on camera, comes across as confident. Uh, You don't want to seem all shy and and, and retiring because there there, there isn't an element of almost knowing that this is something that they will appreciate and you you do need to believe that to to make it work.
1: Yeah. um, Thank you for saying that because I think that the, the power of the follow-up is something that I think is really critical to this kind of a strategy because you just don't know what um, situation the recipient is at the time that they particularly watched it. That doesn't mean that the connection wasn't made and the message didn't get through. So I think that follow-up is is really, really critical, particularly if you can see that they have actually watched it. I think you can tailor your follow-up message based on, and this is the power of using, say, Wistia or Vidyard because you can see not only that they click to play, which is pretty much what you'll get from from YouTube, but you can actually see that they've watched 90%, 100%. So you know how to follow them up based on how they engage with that content. But I'd also say to that as well, like, you know, depending on how you're using this kind of thing, like you probably aren't going to get 100% hit rate. You know, I think. Be prepared that it's not, it doesn't mean you're a failure or that person didn't like you or they thought you looked funny or sounded funny or, you know, they hated the video. That's probably very unlikely. It's probably just for whatever reason, it wasn't a good thing right I'd say right the last now.
0: two years, the last two years of doing it, there's been one person who's never responded just to say thanks. But I'm not, you know, it's usually a case of this was great. It's not quite right for us right now, but, you know, for future, fine. But thank you very much for the effort. I think there's been one person that didn't respond at all. Um, But we're still chasing them up. Yeah. (laughs) Just, it was quite recent.
1: I love it. And despite that, they've still got that relationship with you. They've kind of met you and heard you and... They know who you are, so you're not cold yeah. to them anymore. You never know right. what's going
0: to happen in the future. Again, yeah. it could just be they're busy and, and they, might, they might come back. And, and at the end of the day, if they don't, you haven't lost anything. You've lost some time, It's an experience. Um, but as long as it doesn't knock your confidence and stop you from doing it again, um, just carry on. Yeah, it's sales really, isn't
1: it? <laughs> it? That's it. Yeah. I love it. The last thing I wanted to dive into here is when you think about the future of this sort of communication, you know, 2020 has probably fast-forwarded this this whole way of communicating you know, by six, 12, 18 months or more, I don't know, but you know, where is this going? Mm. Do you think that as five G internet rolls out and as more and more people are comfortable using video as a communication tool, is this going to be more commonplace and therefore not have the same sort of cut through that it does now? Do you feel, or what are your thoughts on the future of this?
0: Yeah. Someone asked me that yesterday, actually, and they said, why, well, you know, everyone will be doing this soon. Um, but it's been around for ages you know, and everyone's not still doing it. And video itself, you know, 10 years ago, people could have quite easily made video for marketing and they're still not on the same scale. Um, And putting it simply, it's a lot of work, you know. And at the end of the day, businesses have their own strategies and things they want to do and their focuses. And we don't have an infinite amount of time and resources. So you've just got to pick a strategy that works for you. And there's so many options. Um, I can't see this ever being... top of people's lists. it's just not sexy enough it's it's not going to get you viral and you know uh, for me i only need five or six clients to to make you know a a nice business (laughs) because of of, you know the repeat business and so on so um it's something that i don't think is going to catch on to the level that it should do because for most particularly small businesses this probably would be their best use of video um but you know who knows i'd like i'd like to see it happen more often and and it would kind of take away the shine but then again you know if if people listening here have got production companies and so on it just means you up the production level and go even further and you (laughs) you suddenly start creating something quite epic so yeah i think um i think it's still going to say the same if i'm honest people will use video but i don't think they'll necessarily follow every step and it'll just be a quick thing here and there Sad yeah. to say, yeah. was, that,
1: was that a bit of a downer to end on? <laughs> no, I think you're spot on and, and I, I agree as well. I mean, the thing is as well, I think, you know, if if we're, we're marketers or we're business people that are looking ahead of the curve, ahead of what's coming next, ahead of the majority, we can adapt and we can change. What is at the foundation of this strategy and why it's so successful today is it's about standing out and making that human connection in an authentic way. And video currently is really the best way to do that, I feel. You know, and maybe as we move forward, maybe it'll be VR or holograms or, I don't know, teleporting yourself into their office. I, I, I don't know, you know, whatever, whatever <laughs> I mean, technology.
0: Aug- augmented reality would be cool if you were sat in a room with each other, you know, and you're both kind of holograms. Um, <laughs> but I think we're still a while off that. So. I think so. <laughs>
1: yeah that that went to a weird place there for a bit yeah <laughs> uh, ed this has been this has been awesome and i it's it's inspired me to do more of this where we already use this as a strategy, but I think we probably need to up our game a bit um and I love your 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 approach here that's very deliberate and and very specific and it worked to get you on this podcast and i'm I'm glad you joined us here because this has been a valuable conversation so if people want to learn more from you or connect further with you, go and check out what you're doing on YouTube as well. Like, where is the best place for us to send people?
0: Um, the website's called Business Film Booth. Um, and that's the businessy side of it. I'd say if you want to learn about video, there is a blog on there and there's a free course, like 90 videos, but it's basically our YouTube content aggregated. Otherwise, we release three videos a week to our YouTube channel about presenting, making videos youtube marketing all all the sort of stuff that you need really to to have success with video Um, and that's business film booth online so it's youtube.com forward slash business film booth online i don't know why someone took business film booth (laughs) had to put online at the end of it it's annoying um but that's that's the best place to learn and um i'm going to be doing a more in-depth blog on this soon so that'll be on that youtube channel too
1: Love it. We'll have the links to all that in the show notes for this episode at engagevideomarketing.com slash episode 168. Ed, this has been awesome. Thanks for reaching out with that video and for joining me on the show today.
0: Thanks. Thanks for having me. It's been great.
1: So there you go. What did you think of today's show? I'd love for you to let me know over on Instagram at engage underscore Ben, just DM me there or email podcast at com. And if you've enjoyed today's show, I'd love for you to leave a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. I'm on a bit of a push right now for more reviews on Apple Podcasts. So if you have been listening to the show for one, two, three, 103 episodes, then I'd love for you to head on over and leave that review. I seriously appreciate you. An easy way to do that is to go to engagevideomarketing.com slash iTunes. And of course, if you want to check out the free video creation and sharing tool that I shared at the front of this show. Vidyard, head to engagevideomarketing.com slash Vidyard and try it out now. Absolutely free. And everything else that we talked about in this episode is at the show notes page at com slash episode 168. Okay. There's a whole bunch of links thrown at you there. You can choose which one of those you're going to go and do now, but I appreciate you for listening to this episode of the Engage video marketing podcast. I'm Ben Amos from Engage Video Marketing, here to help you engage your ideal audience to action through effective video marketing strategy. I'll see you in the next episode.